0: Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs.
1: <laughs>
0: and we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at the real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine, Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers.
2: Okay,
0: I thought we were gonna. Okay, we need to do a cheers. First of all, okay. cheers.
3: I'm super I've been excited waiting. to take a yes. sip of this. Okay. Okay. That you guys, we made it cheers.
0: a whole cheers. year. Cheers. cheers. cheers.
1: Woo. woo. Thank you for coming.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me. You are most welcome. <laughs>
1: we all have sexy voices today. <laughs> Not me, mine's super, super high out.
3: pitched and awkward <laughs> to, since birth. Yeah, thank you. you. You need
1: to lo- lower your voice. <laughs> I was told um yeah. my neighbor was uh, she was listening to our podcast and she um mm-hmm. my neighbor over there, there. she said that uh, she goes you have a really sexy voice and oh. I'm like, "Well, thank you."
2: That's funny. <laughs> These two are the sexy voice. These two are
1: the funny ones. I mean. I'll have to tell her to listen to this one because she's like, which one should I listen to next? Which should I listen to next? She she listened to the the lube one. She's like, I listened to that lube one. And she's like, oh. And I said, I have the discount code for you. And she's like, I don't need it. (laughs) I don't need that. She's Yes, yeah, she's older than me, but she um, she's okay. not in Just any in relationship. Like, <laughs> but she was very very clear that she did not need it. <laughs>
3: Oh my God. Sometimes you just don't know the things you don't know. Yeah, no. exactly. just let no,
1: that be. be.
0: Yeah, uh-uh. but also
3: here's the discount code. No, it's
1: just do it anyway. Yeah, way. <laughs> now,
0: if you want it? Right. Yes. Here it is. That's good because some people maybe they really do want it, but yeah. they don't want to let they, people they know. They don't want you yeah. to know that right. they, want they want it. Yeah,
3: kind of set it out there. I feel like back I away didn't... slowly. Did I you think
0: want... you're getting into position.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, what position you ask? A good, oh. a good reading position. Yes.
0: The good um champagne drinking position. <laughs> that too. Yeah, yes. and Street.
3: sausage eating.
0: <laughs> and you and you nailed it. Oh, and and muff. muff. You and we have the muff. I brought my homemade muff. <laughs> <laughs> Ends. <laughs> okay, it's a well, little dry. The, yeah, I do like need a that discount code. I guess. <laughs> Then I need to wear our new apron that we created that says bitch I am the secret ingredient. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Yes. There we oh, go. That's
1: oh. gonna be a good we should do a little, little video with your muffs mm-hmm. and um, you wearing the new apron. Okay. I think mm-hmm. you just need to publish your recipe. Oh and then mm-hmm. say go buy an apron and then you can make, make muffs.
3: You know what? Ends. Since I
0: we do that's kinda become the norm is the muffins mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. Sunday start giving out the mm-hmm. recipes.
3: Yeah, okay, that that that's a great idea. Especially because they're gluten free
0: and G- dairy free, gluten free. Um, well, you can
3: sub as needed. If I you're gluten free, yeah. somebody but could they just are use usually
0: still an experiment because yeah. you don't know if it's going to completely turn out right, you know. But I've been making muffs for years. I mean, I used to make <laughs> muffins a long time ago. So,
1: well, cheers to your muff. Anyway, so yes, cheers, cheers to cheers. your muff. I'm Thank glad you. it's in good working <laughs> order. <I know>. Still, <laughs> at
0: my ripe old age of ding ding ling, ding
1: <laughs> mm.
3: edited for mature content <laughs>
0: yeah right <laughs> it is oh and then we also have
1: a cake we have to oh yes
0: we have to cut. talk about the cake oh the cake so it's a beautiful from a very lovely um, new herb bakery that we have in town or is it mm-hmm. patisserie or what do you yeah what do you call it it's like a f- it's like a french it is a pastry shop yeah Yeah, paris baguette yes i haven't been in there in person but um we we got this beautiful cake um i i pretty much don't want to cut it actually because it looks so nice i already took pictures of it okay with (laughs) with my book i mean it looks like it snowed oh you took it with your book i did Okay, did did. yeah we will be talking about a book very soon (laughs) um mm-hmm. look at how it looks like it snowed mm-hmm. on the blackberries yeah, that's very so pretty, pretty. <clears throat> so yeah we wanted to make note of our um delicious i guess
3: sparkling wine or champagne it's a sparkling, it's rose, a sparkling actually, julie
0: um brought this it's looks french don't ask me it's t-
3: from my anniversary To celebrate your anniversary. Oh, thank you. There we go. So we'll turn turn Turn.
0: this toward the camera.
3: Because it's really fun to just drink because, but it's also really fun
1: to drink because of something special. Right, right. I know our one year. It's it's crazy. It's almost here. It's crazy next month. I'm proud of you guys,
3: and I've been listening for a long time, so it's really cool to be on the other side. She (laughs) is
0: one of our original listeners. She's one of our biggest fans. We've got a few. Big fans, yeah. which we thank you very much. I think people, you know who you are out there, mm-hmm. but
1: um, and we also have. Okay. And you just launched your book.
2: I did,
3: yes, I did. That's me. I,
1: I know. know. That's, so it's that's beautiful. another
0: celebration, mm-hmm. another reason to celebrate. Right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. just excuse me while I enjoy mm-hmm. this cake a little mm-hmm. too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Who oh, needs good. lube? Oh. <laughs> I mm. wonder what the secret ingredient in this cake is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's pretty creamy. I'm a little nervous. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you've already eaten several bites. So I think we're. If you're, if, you're, if you're okay, then I'm okay. Being a woman is super fun and totally expensive. <laughs> expensive. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I just got to
1: stop getting it. Like I'm finding with the Instagram and all. You've been influenced. Mm. I am you've influenced. You've gone
2: down the I've rabbit down, hole. I've
1: mm-hmm. bought tons of shit and then I forget and then it doesn't come mm. for months and I'm like, right. where the hell is that thing? What was it called? And then, of course, the then name of the up. product that you bought. The name of the company that's on your receipt or the email is totally different. Oh, yeah. So you, I can search till my heart content. I can't file, find any of my receipts. I send threatening emails to certain ones. And oh, my Who doesn't?
0: I would like to introduce my beautiful sister-in-law, wow. Julie. Yay. And she is our next fabulous guest in the hot seat today. And she <laughs> she is going to talk to us. She is now an author, a published author, <laughs> and she has her new book out. And we're going to talk about what's in the book and, in general, how all of us ladies can relate um, and, it, you know, talk about relationship, marriage, divorce, personal growth, all those things. And so with that, we're going to let... Would you want to tell us a little bit about just yourself in general?
3: Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yes. So my name is Julie Sedler, and my debut book is called Watch Me. Um, I call it a novel, I think, online, but technically it's a memoir because mm-hmm. it's real. It's my mm. actual life. It really happened to me. And mm-hmm. now that it's out there and I've gotten some feedback oh. about it, um, I uh, it's obvious to me. <laughs> because I wrote it but maybe not to other people that you really get to like come into my personal almost like reading my personal sacred journal Mm -hmm. like my thoughts are like a another character in Mm -hmm. here and that those words are like italicized so like you be reading along, and you'll you'll get the gist of what's going on externally, and then it'll shift into the formatting, and you'll you'll be privy to what's going on inside my head, and how I'm asking myself questions, and I'm trying to figure things out. And I think if there's one thing, anyone who's had a really bad breakup, or has been divorced, or had um, a, a tough ending to a relationship, is it's messy. Mm -hmm. It's messy. And like, there's a lot of stuff that you have to figure out. And the, the hard part is like reassuring yourself that you can figure it out, that you will figure it out, that you will move on to the next thing. Cause you just, you can sink super low into this is never going to get better. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to get out of this place where I'm at. And so when I was in that dark Mm -hmm. place, I was just like, felt so alone. And I, I, I felt like ashamed and scared and afraid and I didn't really want to open up to other people and I didn't recognize how common, and I mean, you think about mm. the statistics, 50% yeah. or more of yep. marriages end in divorce. Right. The odds are if you're just out there walking around, like you're going to encounter someone mm-hmm. else who has been through these things too, but mm-hmm. we don't, talk about it we're not open about it because there's the stigma or the shame Mm. or this judgment or this fear that goes along with it and so then when I started like in the you'll see throughout the book like I start getting real and raw and vulnerable with people and people start meeting me where I'm at and I'm like I'm not Mm. alone I'm real. okay if I'm feeling this way other people are feeling this way and so the whole book came about because I wanted to honor my pain and give it purpose my hard-won knowledge and and realizations could be somebody else's guidebook. Somebody else could be. And I'm really honest in the middle of this. Like, I couldn't really make it through watching a TV show in the thick of things. I had no attention span. I couldn't pick up a book and read it in the thick of things. But if I had had <laughs> this right after I came out of that hard space and I could be like, okay, that's super validated, everything that I just went through, and I can get through it or even if i had had somebody to like hold me accountable for reading it in my dark mm-hmm. in my dark spots mm-hmm. um it would have been nice to know that mm-hmm. i wasn't alone so that's the basis for this book there's a lot of other elements uh and and style things that go in there but let's talk about difficult relationships ladies <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, yeah as you were explaining all this i was
0: going to say that's kind of in the past year of us ladies creating this Podcast and trying to create a community Mm -hmm. for a space for women, we have realized that same exact thing that how many similar stories there are, and how you really are not alone, you know. And to bring people into this space to have a place to talk about it, so that's exactly
1: and and it's and and that there's hope that you can get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Because I think the shock for me, to be honest, I mean, I was pretty forthcoming and like went through you know getting my divorce telling him blah 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 and and doing what I had to do but afterwards it was like uh okay now I'm alone Mm -hmm. and it felt like I was what now what now like okay I'm I was exhausted I 100% on that that's a good word I spent
3: a lot of time sleeping and laying on the couch and feeling guilty about doing absolutely nothing
1: yep, yep yep
0: Guilt was was a huge one, yeah. Well, for two ways, guilt of not being able to do anything and guilt of what I actually had done, you know, mm -hmm. by leaving. Well, and then if you have kids,
3: too, you're like, I still have to care for small, tiny humans. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) No, it's that job. You can barely
2: take care of yourself. yeah. 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 Yeah, taking care of yourself. I think in some situations... I am very grateful that in my time of hardship, I did have little humans because it did mm. help remind me to. It forces you to eat. Well, it, little well people have to no, eat. But, <laughs> not not me, but <laughs> it forced me to uh, not get stuck in all the hardship and all the pain yeah. because often... I mean. Uh, there's other women who will talk about their hardship and their relationships, Mm -hmm. their divorces, and then they couldn't get out of being stuck. And Mm -hmm. so for me and my personality, it was helpful that I had little people to concentrate, focus on. It also showed me um, like my own power. So my mom, um, her parents got divorced when she was little And uh, she she gave me some really good advice, because my parents love each other dearly, so I didn't have this kind of example. And she said, be strong for them. Do not. You can let them see that you're sad, but they need a strong mom. Because even though this is a good situation, the fact that you guys are parting ways, um, they are going to feel it the most. And so she said, you need to stay strong for them, Tell them that you're sad, but it's okay. Um, You, everybody will get through this. And her words just constantly. I mean, you know, those moments we've all had. Those moments where you like um, cry on the bath, like the shower floor. You know, in the bathtub. I love to
3: cry in the shower. It's (laughs) my safe space. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and you're just, like, sobbing and sobbing, and then all of a sudden you have to, like, wipe away your tears and then be strong for these little humans, and then you continue to try and get healthier so that they you can be the mom they need you to be. And yeah, yeah. That's and a hard
3: place. If there's one thing that I could say that, like, I'm the most proud of, mm-hmm. it's that by the time I get to the end of this book... Mm-hmm. That I actually felt like I was the mom that my kids deserved to have, mm. and I have a lot of times in this book where I'm like, "What have I done? Mm-hmm. I've I've failed them. I, not mm-hmm. only have I failed myself, I've failed my kids." And like c- get, getting through that and figuring out how to be the person I wanted to be, how to be the parent I wanted to be, how to co-parent in a way that was mm-hmm. effective for my kids when I didn't really trust the parent that I was co-parenting with, like figuring all of those things out and getting to the end and getting to a space that was definitely healthier than I was when I started was everything. And I want to be clear, this Uh. takes place from 2018 to 2021, the end of 2021. So this isn't like a super (laughs) quick thing. This, it takes a long time and getting, getting a divorce took a super long time it it took at least a year from when I said I wanted to separate to when everything was like signed and finalized and we didn't really like go after one another with lawyers and have like super disagreements Mm -hmm. so if you're embroiled in like a legal thing like that just adds to it like it just Mm -hmm. takes longer and longer and longer so like we didn't even do that and it still took a year And I read somewhere, the process of getting a divorce sucks. But being divorced can actually be really nice, can be really good if you can let it be. And I was like, ooh, I felt that really deeply because I did appreciate
1: being divorced as COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And we were isolated and I was like, I am so... No, you weren't isolated with him.
3: I wasn't isolated with him. We had separate households by that time. And I was like... I thanked the heavens every single day during that time that I was not stuck in a house with him Mm -hmm. trying to protect yourself. You know how many,
1: it would be interesting to know how many people during that COVID time were stuck. Mm -hmm.
3: Like, there's some initial statistics and things. I don't know Uh them off the top of my head, but they're. I love to chatter, un- chatter about that. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it was, it's, it's dark. It was dark times for literally everyone. Yeah. Like, it was not Yeah, good.
0: people that were in an abusive household, mm-hmm. I
1: remember hearing about that. Yeah. And, and, um, even the, the lawyers, they're just like after COVID and they started opening up. Oh yeah. Their lawyers were mm-hmm. like, uh. Inundated. I think. Inundated. That's yeah, the word you're looking okay. for.
3: Yeah. Because you realize, who do you want to be locked in four walls with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And if that's not an eye-opening question, like, I don't know what else is. And so, you know, I, I just said it, this this whole concept of, like, what now? I did answer that question for myself. What am I going to do with myself now? And I started to, like, really look at my life. I realized I was underemployed. I realized I had these two tiny kids to take care of. I realized I didn't actually know any of the things I wanted because the person that I had been with was the priority. I wasn't like allowed to have preferences or like I just I didn't know myself very well at all. And I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid to be alone with myself because I didn't know anything about me. And so the fact that wow. I yeah. got That's separated, daunting. got divorced and then literally went into global lockdown I couldn't just go to a bar and meet a new person. <laughs> I tried. I tried really hard. I had really awful experience oh, with no. online dating. Like oh. right as the world is closing down, and I was I was really thankful that I had this sort of aha moment where I was like, "This is not a good situation. I'm, I am. I got to get out of this. This isn't right." And I, I like felt so ashamed for trying to self medicate with another relationship so soon. I had like a lot of really heavy emotions, which I walk through uh, in the book. But in the end, I got to the end of 2020 and I was like, you no. know what? It actually was like pretty divine timing for me because I would have been the person who would have just gotten right back up on the horse again and tried and tried harder. I would mm-hmm. have tried harder to make something work. And I didn't need to try harder. I needed to... Sit with myself. I need need to to figure out how to appreciate Mm -hmm. my own company. And I did. I did. And I actually say towards the end chapters where I'm talking about, you know, potentially having COVID and needing to isolate. And my ex-husband says to me, um, he's very concerned about me being alone. He's like, are you going to be okay on your own for a couple of days? Because he was going to take the kids because I didn't want to get them sick Mm. if I had it. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, I'm super excited. I get to watch whatever I (laughs) want on TV. I I have things in my queue, man. I am ready. I have bottles of wine. I can have groceries delivered. I don't want to have to leave the house. This is great. And he was like, dumbstruck, baffled. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Like, I really want to make sure. Like, can can you have some? He was trying
1: to get... It, control
3: or it some was, type it, of... It wasn't actually like that. It w- I, I thought that too, and then I stopped to really think about it, and I think he was projecting. Mm-hmm. I think he was thinking if the tables were turned and this was me, I wouldn't be able to be alone. Ah. I wouldn't be able to be on my mm-hmm. own. I, whereas I had gone through this whole process, and I had really embraced this getting to know myself, figuring out what I like. Mm-hmm. I was like opening up my arms like, yes, absolutely, a five-day vacation from everyone and everything where I just get to focus on me that's great and like what a illustration of like mental load and like being a mom in America where you're taking care of all the things and maybe because you're taking care of all the things you're not really taking care of you Mm, very common I was just like uh, I am so good. I am fine. I don't need anything. Thanks yep. so much. If I need some groceries, like I'll text you. But even then, like I can have stuff delivered. Like I'm not worried. Like my yep. fridge is stocked. I'm good. He couldn't and,
0: man b- believe man, believe you could be self sufficient. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was. He that's was, what I was kind of getting yeah, to. Was yeah. that
1: he was trying maybe it's the project but he was mm-hmm. trying to project the, oh you're weak you need yeah. y- y- how could you do this on if, your it, own? Mm-hmm. if it
3: was that I never read into it that way mm-hmm. I just read into it as you can't be alone mm-hmm. you yeah. literally and then this isn't in the book but eventually he did get sick and it was very hard for him being sick mm-hmm. and so I was like oh maybe there was something to that but yeah he, yeah just those little like can you handle this and I was just like yeah I <laughs> this. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I ended up not having COVID. I ended up not even being a thing. So I was just like, I felt great. Oh, I yeah. had this little like mini <gasps> nice. break. Like I got oh. to work from home and just like, like my life carried on mm-hmm. kind of quote unquote as normal. Um, cause I wasn't sick, but I just got this like reprieve in, in my house and that was so nice. But yeah, I never took it that way. And maybe. Maybe that's exactly how it should have been. I never had that. That's good. Oh, I got to second guess myself and like, can I do this? I never had that, and so I'm thankful because if I hadn't worked through that stuff, maybe I would have, and then maybe I would have backslid, and that wasn't where I wanted to be. But yeah. Mm. So
0: basically, it was like a four year, a four year stint of working through. Was that right? So eighteen through. Yeah. So the book opens
3: at the. Uh, Tail end of 2018. So the chapters are like roughly laid out as a a month. And then there are three parts. So the first part covers from like August of 2018 through the end of 2019. So some of the months are combined Mm -hmm. as chapters. Um, So it actually opens with our 10-year wedding anniversary. And the fact that we went on this really big trip and it did not go well shocking yeah I'm yeah. sure <laughs> um and I just had this really vivid memory it was our actual anniversary mm. day and we were in Edinburgh Scot Scotland and I was like okay Out of like country to boot I oh was like gosh. okay like we're gonna hike this little mountainous, actually a, a volcano it's called Arthur's Seat I'm like we're gonna hike Arthur's Seat like that sounds really fun we don't have any kids with us like let's go ahead and do this and we started hiking. I don't really do well with hiking. And at that point in the book, like I wasn't really focused on my own personal health. Like I hadn't started any kind of health journey or anything. And of course, like we're not at home. So I don't really have like workout clothes. Like I'm not like ready. to And I've read online. I did my homework. I have read online. They're like, oh, it's a super easy hike. It's really gentle. No, no, it was not. I'm here to tell you it was not. And it was like, like trudging like straight up and i just was like <sighs> okay i got i got to take a second i've got to sit down and like catch my breath and i think maybe we were about two-thirds to three-quarters of the way at the top when I finally like I'm overheating I can't I can't oh, calm God. down don't talk to me it's, about overheating. right it's August in Scotland which is like oh. the nicest time of oh. the year the sun is shining it's a warm day I'm hiking up this hill I'm not really in workout clothes I'm fully unprepared I, I recognize that internet I was fully unprepared and yet I kind of thought on my 10 year wedding anniversary that that whole in sickness and in health thing would like kind of click in mm-hmm. and he'd be like okay yeah cool like we have nowhere else to be today we have nothing going on i can just sit here with you until you feel better and then we can hike the rest that's that's what i'm thinking internally yeah. oh, so no he, don't he, tell me
1: he, he, oh no he went, wasn't supportive uh, he
3: looked me in the eye and he said well i want to make it to the top so i'll just see you on my way back down then and left me on the side mm. of a freaking mountain. Volcano. On the side of a freaking <laughs> volcano. On our 10th wedding anniversary because, and I quote, I want to see the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. But did I mention also we had packed a lunch? We had packed a picnic. We were supposed to have a picnic. We literally could have sat right there and no. had lunch. No. So he leaves, and I'm sitting there, and I'm getting madder and matter and matter, and finally... <laughs> Was just like on the inside. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get to the top of this fucking mountain if I have to crawl. And that's basically what what I say. And Did so you I'm, I him? Did I, you I pass I get, him? right. No, yeah. I get I get to the top. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I made it. Okay, and I pull out my phone and I'm like taking selfies of myself. And all of a sudden, I see him off because it's actually kind of flat at the top, and there's like some space up there, mm-hmm. and there's lots of people, mm-hmm. and. I see him, and he turns around, and he sees me, and he's like, oh, you made it. Like, very surprised. Um, yeah, this was literally what I had picked out to do. Do you think that I was just going to sit there and wait for you to come back for me? Do you know me at all? (laughs) We've been together for, like, 13 years. Um, apparently, no, he didn't. He underestimated me a lot, and I think that was really fun for the both of us. And so... He comes mm. over, we take some selfies, and then we walk back down. And I'm like, well, hey, like, did you want to have this picnic? No, I just want to go back to the hotel. Okay, so we take all the picnic supplies back to the hotel, eat the picnic, and then we come home. And I'm like, okay, that was a little weird, and then little things like that start coming up more and more. Like I got this opportunity at work to do something like a program and like increase my skills. And it meant that I was going to have to take some classes. And so I brought it up and I was like, hey, like I want to talk about this. Like I'm expecting him to be as supportive of me as I have been about him building his career over the last 10 years of our lives together. And he looked at me and he said, Well, you've already decided that you're going to do it, so I don't know why we're even having this conversation. Okay, I'm just going to put it on my credit card, and they said that they'll reimburse me. I just need to hand them the receipt, so you'll see that charge. Cool, bye, thanks. And I signed up for the classes, and I took the classes, and I was really happy that I did, but it was a year-long commitment. Wow. And so I actually completed that commitment as we were... um, Going through the process of getting a divorce, and the mm-hmm. people in my office actually went out to celebrate with me when I took my last class. Um, and they all bought me lunch, and it was a really like sweet moment. I was like, So, okay, your co workers
0: celebrated your accomplishment, but not literally your husband.
3: <laughs> everyone yeah. else in my life helped mm-hmm. me celebrate at some point or another, except the one person who I mm-hmm. thought I was in this partnership with. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that. That we had an actual relationship. I thought we had a partnership. That is the word that I will use. And it became abundantly clear to me through these little like micro moments that this was not a partnership. This was very one-sided. And it was okay if it helped him. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't necessarily okay if it helped me. And that was the same kind of relationship I had to spending money. Like it was Mm -hmm. frowned upon for me to get my hair cut. But he would go every month and get his hair cut, like the fancy place Mm -hmm. that would like wash it. I mean, yeah, man, do you really need your hair to be washed? (laughs) And so I was just starting to notice like all of these little things and it was starting to add up in Mm -hmm. my head. And that was when um, I fell into this relationship, this like emotional affair with one of my coworkers. And that was the thing that like I knew that it was – I was very like black and white thinking. Like, I knew it was wrong. I sh- knew I shouldn't be doing it, but I couldn't not do it because everything that happened, I was like, is this how it feels to be loved? Is this how it feels to have someone care about you? To have someone actually want to listen to what you have to say? Like, I know when you start a new relationship, like, everyone's sort of on their best behavior and like you give your all. But I couldn't ignore like that intuition, like inside of me. This is what it's supposed to be like. <laughs> yeah. You don't have that. <laughs> and I was like, I'd already decided in my mind that we were going to separate, and we had had a conversation about it. Me and my now ex husband, we had already had a conversation. Did he about not
0: it. want to separate, or he was? Um, you he know, didn't on the fight same
3: page. it. Oh, okay, yeah, he didn't fight it, and I got the feeling as we moved through it. That, you know, like, when you're young and you're like, oh, if I just treat them really bad, like, they'll break up with me and then I don't have to be the bad guy. I got the feeling that it was like that. Uh Like, I can't, I'm not strong enough to get out of this. Yeah, But but somebody else will be. And so if I'm just on my worst behavior. Mm -hmm. But then come to find out that my ex-husband had someone... (gasps) That he was talking to, well, I assume, I don't actually know, I assume, because as soon as we separated, there's this new person in the mix. I mean, like, maybe, like, three or four weeks later that I actually heard about him, and I was like, that's awfully quick. Mm-hmm. That's awfully quick. Not that I'm judging, that's okay, but I was very, I was very clear and upfront with what I was doing. Um, I actually talked to, I, I, I did another podcast this last week, and one of the questions that they asked me was, did I feel trapped at this point in my journey? And I said, no, I never felt trapped. I was actually very aware that I was making choices, probably poor ones, but I was making choices Mm -hmm. to burn things down. And my logical brain, and this is reflected in the text, is like, what are you doing? Really? This guy? You're throwing everything away for that guy? That guy? Like, I had like that, like, super critical dialogue running in my head like are you seriously doing this and I sat in my therapist's office because I that was one thing I told my ex-husband I said do you want to come to couples counseling with me Mm -hmm. and he didn't he didn't want to I said okay I'm going I'm (laughs) gonna go by myself and so I went to counseling I I sat in the therapist's office and I was really real Mm -hmm. with her And she said, well, if you know that you shouldn't be doing this, why don't you just stop? And I said, I don't want to. I'm like crying. Like I would go through like an entire box of Kleenex in every session. (laughs) That sounds like me. (laughs) And she was like, because it feels good. And I hadn't associated it with, with that. And I actually like, I felt judged a little bit, but that's exactly what it was. It felt good. It was the first time in my life that I had allowed myself to feel good. And that's really important, to live your life in a way that feels good to you. And I had just always Instead of trying to please
0: other people all the time, we've talked about people pleasing here yes. on this podcast. Yeah. yeah.
3: I had prioritized yeah. everyone else, including my kids, which I'm okay yeah. with that. I've yeah. made conscious choices to put my kids above me at certain times in my life, and I think yeah, any mother sure. can oh, absolutely. feel that way. Absolutely. But in that particular moment, I was like, yeah, I deserve to... I deserve to get to do something for myself. Anyway, um, the book the book moves on, and the last sentence of chapter twelve, which is uh, December of twenty nineteen, is "I'm so chapter. I'm so hopeful about twenty twenty. I'm yes. so excited oh to God. see what oh, what's no. gonna happen." And then, of course, everyone oh, down. Yeah knows knows what's coming, and that's kind of the funny thing. It's like I actually felt that way, and then, of course, you know what's coming as you're reading. Um, and so it just sort of devolves a little bit in the second part where I'm I'm in the muck of getting the divorce. And then I'm in the muck of COVID. And then it all starts to turn around about the middle of the book when I realize uh, my dad actually comes to see me. During the first, like, two-week shutdown of COVID, my dad comes to see me, brings my mom. My kids are being schooled at home in <laughs> my kitchen. Yeah. Um, My ex-husband comes over because it's his turn to take them for their school time and he's sitting in the kitchen with my kids and my mom and my dad pulls me into the other room and he, he starts talking to me and it's like he's somebody else. He's talking to me and he is being super direct and mean and I was like, what is going on? He's like, you should have had this house on the market three weeks ago and I'm like hello I can barely get out of bed um I'm just like finalized like I'm not even contractually obligated to have this house on the market until June and honestly I was just trying to come up for some air and he was like do you know what's happening in the economy I'm like it sucks do you really think I should be putting a house on the market right now And he looked at me and he's like, what are you going to do about this? My dad doesn't talk to me like that. And in fact, he and I have had conversations about this. And I was like, I don't actually think that that was you talking to me. I think that was someone else talking to me through you in that moment. And so there's a lot of like spiritual elements Mm -hmm. and like intuition that comes through in this book. But I'm like, okay, you know what? I promise you I will call someone today. And he said, I said, is that good enough for you? And, like, at this point in time, like, my youngest daughter has come in from the other room and has sat down on my lap while he's talking to me, and I haven't told them yet that we have to sell the house. Oh. So I'm, like, really, like, trying to, like, shut down yeah. this conversation, mm-hmm. and he doesn't get it. And he knows that the kids don't know, but he's, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why I think it was something else. So he and my mom leave, and it's me and the kids and my ex-husband. And I said... Okay, you know what? I got to go get the mail before you guys leave, just a second. So I walk down the street to the mailbox. I get the mail. I come back, and there's a flyer from a realtor in the oh mail. Oh my gosh. So I come back in the house, and I'm like, if you don't have any objections, I'm just going to call this person. Yeah. And my ex was like, okay. Yeah, just set up a time and we'll do like a three-way phone call and see see what we need to see. So, okay. So
0: you, at the beginning of your um, divorce, di- so you stayed in the house and he moved out?
3: He did. Yeah. He did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I had to live with my ex. I had to live with my ex. Oh my God, it was the worst. Well, it was so if uncomfortable. You,
3: if you go back through, um, in the middle of 2019, I tried to kick him out sooner okay, and he wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. So... I have what I thought was my very worst day, where I actually was crying on the floor of the bathroom in my office. Oh, in the office. Oh, my God. And I had gotten in. It was actually um, my ex-husband's birthday, and he had left the night before to stay with his friend who had come into town to spend time with (laughs) him. My my mom had a... uh, Word for her, but I will not repeat it here. Just oh. start with a W. <laughs> no, no, okay. no. You would never guess what it was. Oh, okay. But we had our own little language yes. of how we referred to this, which mm-hmm. made us laugh. Which we needed a moment of levity right. in the middle yeah. of all of that. It Absolutely. was a very heavy time, people. <laughs> and so I'm. I went into work early, and I actually told him I. I was like, I had this moment of clarity. And at that point, we were kind of a one-car family. We had one car that could do car seats, Mm -hmm. and then we had one car that you couldn't drive kids around in at all. Mm -hmm. And he had expected me to take the car to go to work that I wouldn't take the kids and that he would be able to have the car for the kids. And I said, I'm honoring the boundaries that we've set out, and I don't want the kids to meet this person. They don't know what you're doing. They just know that you're not here and he he kind of would never do that and I said okay well then you won't mind that i take the good car and i'll see you when i'm done and then you can go about your business because you don't need to go anywhere with the kids you can just stay here it's not that long and the look on his face was just like, and I was like, yeah, I caught it. But I I had that, like, download. I had that, like, moment of intuition where I just knew that that's mm-hmm. what he was planning. And I was just, I'm kind of, like, skipping out the door. I'm like, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! And then on the inside, I'm like, oh, I can't believe if I hadn't done anything about that, I would be dealing with that now, too. Mm-hmm. So I get to work, and I'm, I'm early. I'm one of the first people in there, and I'm just losing it at my desk. So I go into the bathroom and I'm sitting on the bathroom floor and all I can hear in the back of my mind is my therapist's voice saying, you know, you really should make a list of people that can be there to support you when you're not in a moment of crisis. And then when you are in a moment of crisis, you'll have that list. And I was like, I didn't do my homework. And then (laughs) I was like, okay, I can do my homework right now. Like who would I call? And so I pull out my phone and I, I send a text message to a couple of people and my mom and my sister respond right away. And they're like, okay, what do you need? We can be here at this. And so I I text them what I need. And they're like, okay, we're on it. And so I'm like, okay, I just got to finish my day. So I go back and I sit down at my desk. And my friend Joe is sitting next to me and he looks at me and he's, I'm getting ready to leave. It's the end, it's the end of my work day. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he's like, not. he goes, what do you need? And I happen to know that he had gotten a bottle of wine from a client and it was stashed in his desk and he had showed it to me and I was like kind of coveting it I was like I need some wine and he just looks at me doesn't break eye contact bends (laughs) over opens the drawer gets the bottle of wine hands it to me and I put it inside my bag and I'm like thank you (laughs) it's like noon it's like noon I go home my ex leaves shortly thereafter my parents pull up because that was our agreement and Then my sister came over and I just sort of unloaded because I had been holding Mm -hmm. everything inside. I hadn't really been very real with them about the complexities of what had happened. And they, they listened without judgment, which was really great. I opened the bottle of wine. I started drinking at like 1230, (laughs) um, which, you know. Totally, totally justified. And I drank more wine than I've ever drank, probably in my
0: life, even in my early 20s when I was, you know, would go out drinking. I think during my divorce, I drank the most wine I've ever drank in my
3: whole life. I was really cognizant of not Mm -hmm. drinking up until that point in time Mm -hmm. and like not using it as a coping mechanism, but that day was really hard and I just couldn't. (laughs) And so exceptions were definitely made. Um, Not that there's anything wrong Mm -hmm. with wine, just I was Mm -hmm. choosing to be cognizant of my own coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and yeah I thought that that was my very worst day the next day I confronted my ex and with my dad oh. and we were like you're gonna move out before the school year starts so that the kids can start and he did not I wish uh, I,
0: I should have done that I should have brought my dad over too because yeah he was stuck his foot in the mud or whatever you say and he wouldn't leave
3: yeah yeah Yeah, I was really, uh, there were a couple of things that kind of came to me as sort of like downloads that I was like, this is genius and I'm really glad that I'm doing it. (laughs) One of them them was telling the kids that we were separating and getting a divorce I actually got my daughter a therapist and we did that in the therapist's office with mm. the therapist to guide the conversation to make sure <gasps> that we didn't say anything. Damn that, like, it. I want to rewind. <laughs> want to well, rewind. at that point in time, my kids were really, really uh, small. And okay. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able mm-hmm. to say it in an age appropriate way yeah. that they would understand. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, like I called in that support. And afterwards I was like, that was, a, that was worth Whatever money we spent mm-hmm. on the copay, that was worth it because now they know, and I don't have to try and beat around the bush or figure out how to say something. Everyone knows we're all on the same page, and my ex couldn't say anything the that contact. wasn't to, that yeah, yeah, that wasn't in agreement with what we had because there was a neutral third party there and 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 the therapist would like steer the conversation back to whatever was. I mean, I put stuff on a page. So they knew, the therapist knew what I was going for and could kind of keep everything on track, which was really good. Um, But yeah, no, my ex didn't move out. We lived together for four or five months after that, which was super awkward. Super awkward.
0: Mine was nearly a year. Yeah. (laughs) Fun times. Mine was a year. Oh my
3: God. (laughs) I would actually, I had this really big purse and I would carry my iPad and my computer and some other like really like my daily journal like all the important things to me. I would carry it in this gigantic purse because I didn't trust that I could leave it in my house that it wouldn't be Mm -hmm. gone through Mm -hmm. and so when I finally moved out I actually talked about this in the book my friend surprised me for my birthday and bought me a new handbag and I got to like I had this like little ceremony it was just me I had this like little (laughs) ceremony where I like retired the old bag (laughs) I was like I don't have like I love you you've been so helpful thank you but I don't have to carry you anymore I don't have to carry my whole life around with me I'm safe like I had like this whole like little celebration of I'm Mm -hmm. finally safe Um, and so yeah I sold the house I got uh, I got a new house which was a surprise to me I didn't think that I would be able to pull that off and I was really worried I actually made some really uncomfortable jokes about needing to turn to stripping with some of my male coworkers who didn't know how to like respond to that I was like you don't understand where I'm at you don't understand what's going on just let me make my weird awkward jokes I know I'm I'm gonna make it somehow I can move in with my parents if I have to but I really don't want to move back in with my parents really not something I want to do right now yeah. at this point in my life right. with my two kids even yeah. though they would have had me yep. they would have had me yep. they would have made it work I didn't really want to do that yep. and I just kept, I went through that same thinking yep. yeah I just kept holding out hope that something was going to come together and the way that it all came together the only word I have is magic because I don't mm. understand how everything just fell into place but it did it just fell into place and I was like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I had to work I had to work really hard for it I had to work so hard I had to have my why I kept telling myself I'm doing this so we have a safe place I'm doing this so my kids feel settled and I would just have that on a loop in my head anytime things felt hard and then finally about July of 2020 um we were settled, we were through it. And that's when I got so tired. (laughs) I was like, okay, all the stress, like that survival mode kind of melted away. I was going to
0: say, I remember being in the fight or flight mode for so long. You just, you just act or
2: react and, and go. It's like you hit this wall and Mm -hmm. you can no longer carry the load. It's Mm got to go somewhere. And you, it's better for it to just explode wherever it's at, as long as it's a safe place, than it is to just stuff it anymore. Because that's when, like, you make poorer choices, mm-hmm. choices you wouldn't normally make.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I found after, <clears throat> like, post-divorce, like, you're just starting to move forward, I got sick a lot. My immune mm-hmm. system, like, yes. it's it's when you finally... Yes. Oh, finally yeah. that's,
0: a, that's another good point thing yeah to point out
1: if, if when you're not in that fight mm-hmm. or flight um mode and your adrenaline's not going like constantly and your cortisol's all over the place like yep. you're all of a sudden everything you let your guard down you're like oh yep yeah. and, and then, then cold then you, flu, yeah, flu, flu yeah. fever pneumonia strip <laughs> a strep throat, strip throat strip throat <laughs> I was gonna, still got the stripper thing strep throat I had strep throat like four or five times in a row mm-hmm um like it, it was just oh, i yeah. just my immune system was shot gone yep yeah yep. i finally am healthy or
3: yes yeah. yes yeah Um where you're healthy and you're like oh i haven't had a cold in like a year like what <laughs> what is this like i finally feel good yeah i oh, feel what? good what is this and then it's foreign and then you're like my brain at least i'm not speaking for everyone but my brain's like Wait, are you secretly dying? Maybe Google that. Where's WebMD? What's happening here? Are you sure you're all right? What's this weird little spot on your skin? Are you sure you don't secretly have cancer? Maybe you want to look into that. So yeah, uh, yeah. um, Everyone kind of has their moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm okay. Okay.
0: All right, you guys, our microphones are starting to get fried. We're going to cut it here. And please come back next week to hear part two. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you everybody for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at the real x's portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory at gmail.com until next week Bye. bye